existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The lost art of conversation Hi everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week we're doing... 1985 versus 2015. 30 years. We got back to our 30-year thing. Uh, so we're going to look at, as we always do in these ones, uh, music, movies, TV, and compare and contrast, and hibbity-hop and schnibbity-doo. So, 1985. Uh, I think this is the first episode of, of these year comparisons we've done where i was alive and aware for the early <laughs> for the early part of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i mean 1980 i was that was probably the first one i was actually aware when we did that one but uh yeah i was definitely I was, so i was 15 here so i was you know um well i was awesome of course and just started my modeling career things were looking up what happened to that career Oh, it got sidetracked. You know, it's a kind of a funny story because, you know, as you know, I was a hand model mm-hmm. and uh, I went backstage at my friend Jerry's uh, Today Show appearance and his girlfriend got so mad that she pushed me into some kind of heating device on my hands, burned them, end of my modeling career. That's too bad. You'd think that you could have like modeling for gloves where your hands are covered. Nope weren't interested they were like we can get anybody to do that we get third world children to do that and not pay them at all so yeah no they they wanted my beautiful milky white hands with no lines and uh no fingerprints no whorls or anything well do you have fingerprints now yeah once once they got burned it burned them in there that's too bad because i would have been I think I mean I guess you're a better man than I would because I would have immediately turned to a life of crime if I didn't have fingerprints. Yeah, I I know. Well, I was only 15, so I didn't I wasn't really thinking about it then. Well, as most 15-year-olds, you would have been hairless. So there would have been no DNA evidence, no fingerprints and it would have been the perfect crime every single time. Yeah, that's true. I was just like that uh that guy Powder from that movie. Mhm. Powder uh by Sapphire. Yeah. Utterly hairless. Um Anyway, 1985, Billboard charts. So, I mean, again, this is not reflective of my experience of music in 1985, but, uh, you know, I am familiar with all this shit. I do find this so interesting that the number one song of the year, Careless Whisper by Wham featuring George Michael. Uh, Number three was Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go just by Wham. So I guess George Michael was making his solo move early when he starts getting that featuring credit. That's weird. I thought I thought they only did that when it was someone who's not usually with not the band. Not in the band, I know. You know that Andrew Ridgely must have been pissed. Although he ended up marrying one of the uh, women from Bananarama, so he's doing all right. I, I don't remember Careless Whisper. I do remember Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. You would remember Careless Whisper if you heard it, I bet. Okay, it's, um, one, of, it's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's sappy. It's got this... Well, wait, did you ever see... Um, that fucking hilarious video of that sax man who would just walk around everywhere and play that. So he was playing careless whisper on the sax because okay, um, it's got this big sax. Oh, you should look up that sax man, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's look over 
at least the top ten, and then we can talk about the rest. We'll see what you remember. Uh, number two, Like a Virgin. I loved it at that age. Where was I? I was 11. I loved that song. And I didn't even really, I wasn't really into top ten hits and that kind of thing, but for some reason I liked Madonna a lot. Hey, Madonna had Madonna had it going on for a while, and then uh, she just got kind of increasingly pathetic as she attempted to stay relevant, I feel like. Well, I think she had it going on for a while, then she disappeared, but then she came back with, I think it was Ray of Light. It was really good. And that then was really had, good, yeah. And then she just, I don't know what she's doing now, but I don't think it's as good as Ray of Light was. No, no. She's, yeah. I, I, I still don't. I still don't want to say bad things about her because it's kind of interesting that she's been able to stay culturally relevant. Maybe not relevant, but culturally talked about for such a long period of time. And I think a lot of uh, female artists just disappear. That's true. But I I feel like the way she's managed to stay in the culture has become, like I said, increasingly kind of desperate. Like in the early days, you know, there was a lot of talk about how she manipulated the media and stuff, and she was pretty good at that. But like later on, I feel like she she was really just trying really hard to get in the news somehow. I gotcha, yeah. Um, but she's still, I mean, she's still capable of putting out some good shit. But I mean, now she's talked about for re- like not desperate. I mean, maybe no. it's desperate. To, I mean, they'll talk about her and gossip rags or whatever for being too fit for being as old as she is and having too much plastic surgery and that's not necessarily her fault yeah no uh, what is her fault is like adopting that fake british accent and well i I don't know is it is it fake i think some people when they go to another country they just kind of pick up what's around them yeah i guess like she it's not like she'd never been around uh English people before that, though. I mean, if you're around them 24-7, it's different. Doesn't she live in London? I don't know if she does anymore, because she divorced what's-his-name? Guy Ritchie, uh, is that who she was married to? Who uh, is a bad director. Yeah. I don't like, enjoy his movies either. Uh, he's not going to pop up anywhere on this list, though. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to really badmouth Madonna, but, like, the stuff with, like, kissing Britney Spears at the VMAs or whatever it was, you know, that just kind of reeks of... Yeah, I, well, that was must have been a long time ago, right? Cause yeah. Because has kind of disappeared. Yeah. I think she's doing a Vegas show. Huh. Anyway, I, 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 I feel like there is so much venom spewed towards Madonna from all corners that I feel like I want to defend her, even if I don't know the whole story. Yeah, no, so, a lot of the venom is, is uh, unnecessary. I agree. Anyway, um, Like a Virgin is a... I, I have no problem with that being nope. a top ten it's, of it's any pop, year. It's it's a good pop song. Um, <laughs> Wake me up before you go go, which I can't remember if I told you before. When I first heard this song, I was convinced it was called "Do the Jitterbug" because I couldn't believe somebody would actually name a song "Wake me up before you go go." It seemed <laughs> incredibly stupid. Um, but there you have it. You know, it's disposable. What are you gonna do? I don't. I'm not gonna listen to it of my own free will, but I'm I'm not gonna like rush to turn the radio off if it comes on. It's not like a Limp Biscuit or something. Um, ugh, okay, number four, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. So are there any power ballads that aren't, like, parodies of themselves? Like, this is just a joke song. Yeah, I, no, I think this was that eight, the 80s era, like, when this kind of stuff really came about with, you know, like, Journey and and this kind of crap. Um, no, I don't think there are. I can't think of one, anyway. It's just the words are just so... 
I don't know if sappy, maybe they're sappy. Something about them just makes, turns them into a joke almost immediately. And it's kind of surprising. It was well, number four popular of that year. It, it really is. And it also comes from a band that was mostly doing like misogynistic sex songs before that, up to that point too. So it, it kind of rings hollow. Um, you know, it seems kind of calculated to be a hit. Maybe they had a, a turn of a change of, of heart. Con- change of conscience. Yeah, much like the Beastie Boys. Well, see, the thing with the Beastie Boys that, and I think they claimed this early on as well. I don't think it's like revisionist history. Um, was that the whole uh, the whole License to Ill album was supposed to kind of be a satire of of? I don't. Idiots. I'd never heard that at the time, and I don't. I I think that's revisionist history because, especially since they kind of, later they kind of apologized for everything. Disowned it, it a bit, yeah. And didn't, yeah, they. I don't think they necessarily disowned it, but they definitely stepped away from it. They didn't own. They didn't own it as much. Just, it, they wouldn't wouldn't do it again. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's it's really weird to like listen to a song like Girls, and you're like, is this. Is this supposed to be just a joke of, uh, you know, a parody of macho posturing or is this what they really believe? I mean, obviously they they became enlightened, whatever the case, so it doesn't really matter. Right. And I I don't know Warner at all, but I assume that my statement was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Number five. I feel for you, Shaka Khan. Don't remember this song, but I do remember Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. That's it. Uh, It's a Prince song, actually that she covered but she added the whole you know shaka khan baka 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 shaka khan how do you know how do i know it's a prince because well prince. no i mean how do you know she added it and prince didn't say that's true prince. he he might have demanded she do that for her cover yeah right um yeah it's you know it's this is this is like really when the 80 when r&b kind of got super slick and overproduced and kind of drained all the soul out of itself um so i was not a huge fan of the r&b stuff of this area uh out of touch daryl hall and john oates i'm not a big hall notes fan i feel like the i didn't like them at the time and i thought they were kind of middling like their popularity was was a different group than i'm in but i feel like they've had a revitalization of popularity and i don't understand it i understand it to an extent um a lot of it is still kind of uh just poop but some of it like i think uh you know you make my dreams is like just really catchy and and daryl hall's a really good singer too and they did they did like touch on a lot of soul um which i didn't necessarily catch when i was when they were on the radio and mtv back in the day but um they're not bad for white soul dudes and they're hometown boys for you so you should be all over him. This song, not really sure it should be this high. Uh, number seven, okay. This is a great song. Mm-hmm. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Uh, can't say anything bad about that. Should, it's it's definitely deserving of top ten status. I agree. The end. All right. Yeah. Tears for Fears. <laughs> uh, Number eight, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Uh, it's not my thing, man. I didn't like it at the time. I didn't. It kind of baffled me a little bit the popularity of it, and it also uh, has Sting featured on it, so that's I not had, anything I, in its favor. 
I didn't remember Sting being on it, but I, I liked it. I haven't heard it in a while, but it's definitely very catchy. And yeah, I don't have any problem with that being number eight. It was Sting singing, uh, I want my MTV to the two. Oh. Don't stand so close to me. Uh, <laughs> Good for Sting. Number nine. Madonna, again, crazy for you. Actually, a good ballad. I mean, you can't call this a power ballad, really, because it's not a rock band. But uh, I liked, I mean, you know, this is a perfect song for 15-year-old. It was from uh, a soundtrack album, too, which I didn't know. Yeah, Goodfellas. Yep. He really used, uh, Scorsese really knew how to get Madonna's best. He did. He he knew how to get everybody's best shit. He got a good performance out of Ray Liotta. Um, and number, are we up to... Are you, yeah, we're up to 10, yeah. Take On Me from AHA. And I don't care whether you like the song or not. It's one of the best videos of all time. Yep. And it's I like the song. The song's not bad. I, yeah, I got to give it up for them. And they have like... Well, you know, Katie, a uh, past guest on this show, and our close personal friend... Um, She's she's been a fan, and you know they've got a lot of fans. Like they did, they've kept going. They just released an album this week. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they've they've stayed around. They just weren't, you know. Everybody thinks they're a one hit wonder here, but well, because they were in America. But yeah, they well, kept I, going. I mean, I think a band can stay around for years and years and still be a one hit wonder. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, they're a one hit wonder in America. I think in Europe they're taken more seriously. But even even still, even if it's a band that that's one hit only has one hit their entire career you can you can still be successful in a smaller way even with one hit no but that's true anyway yeah I, I didn't know that though i didn't know that they're still around yeah um all right uh we can go down we can just like kind of glance at the rest well of then this. look at number 14 one of your favorite songs of all time uh, it was we built this city i mean we had a whole huge debate about it on this show um yeah Dear God, uh, that's that, I mean that usually makes everybody's list of worst songs of all time, um, and rightly so. How is it that 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 one Wham song is the only one that's featuring George Michael? There's a few Wham songs on here, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like. He was starting to he was starting to break away, man. He was prepping himself for his solo career. Oh, I like Howard Jones. He had a song in number forty-one. Well, this is uh, Howard Jones. I could take or leave. Um, I haven't seen which song it is yet, but uh, I was going to say Can't Fight This Feeling, REO Speedwagon. Um, another one, the, I remember it and I Want to Know What Love Is kind of fighting it out at the time as the shittiest ballad of the year. Um, and I remember in, in uh, class, I was in ninth grade, and our English teacher, because he was like one of those dudes who was trying to be like hip, he was actually a sub, but uh, like a long term sub i don't know what happened to our regular teacher but anyway uh he had us like bring in songs and play them for the and talk about the lyrics you know because um, he's like you know it's poetry too whatever uh some, some kids yeah some kid brought in this song can't fight this feeling i was like dude what is wrong with you <laughs> i i don't know i think i feel like your your description of the teacher isn't quite fair it's not he was cool um but you know, it, it was also kind of like a parody. Like he was almost like that, uh, the freaks and geeks counselor. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. No, I mean that it was fun. I definitely thought it was awesome at the time. Um, I played an Iron Maiden song. There you go. Uh, 
Walking in on sunset, Sunshine, number 75. See, I like that song. People hate I it. I do, too. I like it. it. it, it but I'm, I'm just kind of picking out the songs that have, have had a, a long shelf life that you can you still hear that once in a while. Well, I would Walking say, yeah, Don't You Forget About Me, Simple Minds, uh, is definitely like a song that one of the few songs people think 80s, as, mm-hmm. like it, it kind of encompasses the 80s. I, was it in a couple of soundtracks for a couple of movies? Is that why? Just uh, Breakfast Club. Okay. And the band didn't care for it at first. Like, they didn't write it, and they kind of thought it was a dumb song, but they, they came around. Um, oh, well, your favorite song, did you see, was at number 18. All in one year. It's it's funny that we, we had that argument. Yeah, St. Elmo's Fire. Well, that's why we had the argument. It was 85. Oh, I didn't know. I, 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 I had the memory that it was from different years, and we are just talking about our favorite songs, but I guess you're right. Yeah. Oh, We Are the World, maybe the... I don't know if it's worse than the Band-Aid song or not, but it's pretty terrible. Why do you hate charity? Because it begins at home. You know? Yeah. That's... Home kind of, it's dirty and... Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotcha. Uh, Shout by Tears for Fears is on there too. Another great, that was a great album. Um, all right, wait. Now, what? which one did you, okay, oh God. Brian Adams. See, this is this is where things go bad. You start getting Brian Adams, the Miami Vice theme. Um, so... What do you think about Ryan Adams doing a, a cover album? Ryan Adams? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was. I he's, don't follow Ryan Adams that much. He's doing a cover album of the last uh, Taylor Swift album. Oh, that doesn't seem like a gimmicky at all. <laughs> I, just, I think it cracks me up. I, I don't. Ryan Adams was pretty big for about a year and a half. And then he kind of disappeared, so it was just funny to see his name again. Yeah, he was never my thing. Um, I don't remember what he, what his sound was like. I just remember him like hear, on the radio hearing his name a lot, but I don't remember what his song sounded like. It was like 97 or something. Wait, but, no, you're talking about... Are you talking about Brian Adams, or are you talking about Ryan Adams? I'm talking about Ryan Adams. Okay, yeah. I, I know he did, like... I didn't know he was around that early. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was 2000. But uh, I know he, like, for Record Store Day a few years back, he did, like... Uh, put out a little single that was like covers of two Bob Mould songs, and uh, I, I didn't care for it. His versions. It, it was 2000, but anyway, I just think it's kind of hilarious that he's doing an entire cover album of a Taylor Swift album, especially since Taylor. I don't know Taylor Swift's music that well, so I can't really speak to that. But she seems to get a lot of flack for being from from music snobs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just I've heard some of her songs, and I'm just like, eh, eh, whatever. I don't. I, there's always going to be hate when anybody's that huge and their life's under such a microscope. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I guess that's that's a part of it. I just it's just it's just weird how some popular acts don't get talked about and then other talk, popular acts just kind of engender hatred. And I'm not always sure why. Like sometimes I can tell. Sometimes it's just it's kind of vapid. And I'm not sure that her music is that vapid. But I might be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure either. To me, it's just it's just kind of mediocre. Nothing's really struck me as great, but I think it's just all the media attention. Yeah. More than yeah. anything. Um, one night, one night in Bangkok was number fifty-four. Dang, that I didn't even know that was that late. I thought I thought it was earlier in the eighties, but um, oh, rhythm of the night, DeBarge. I like that song, man. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, oh, Duran Duran had number. 35 and 36. 
with a view to a kill, kind of a terrible James Bond song, and the Wild Boys. I remember Wild Boys. Kind of a, kind of a terrible Duran Duran song. I like yep. Duran Duran, but these are not the songs that. This is obviously when they started going downhill. Yeah, this is when they sold out. Um. Oh, oh, Sheila. Wow. Yeah. See, this Howard Jones song, things can only get better. Um. This was kind of like self-helpy stuff that I wasn't into. Although I did like that No One Is to Blame, that ballad. Cause Nothing's was... sounding familiar. I, I remember Howard Jones. I don't remember any of the songs you're mentioning now, but I didn't know him that well, and it was, I was only 11, so I think I can get some slack. Yeah. All I Need by Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner sounds like a 1970s action TV show star. Well, he was a general hospital star. No, well, he was some soap opera star. I can't remember what soap he was on. Um, it kind of sounded like Air Supply. Oh, God. Julian Lennon at 77 and 78. I, I like Julian Lennon. I don't remember either of these songs, but I, I do like him. Eh. Freeway of Love, Aretha Franklin's comeback at number 44. Well, Julian Lennon sounded so much like John Lennon. Solo John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Whitney's up there with You Give Good Love. Oh, and Stink is on there, too. I didn't even see that. Uh, if you love somebody, set them free. Look, Don Henley and Glenn Fry both are in the top 100, so... I don't know. People still thought the Eagles were a good band at that point, I guess. Um, oh, Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. Axel F., of course. <laughs> yeah, I like that that's there. Um, man, a lot of Phil Collins, too. This is the year of uh, No Jacket Required, I guess. Um, oh, Bruce Springsteen. Well, that was from the previous year. Um, more Brian Adams. Oh, Paul McCartney. No More Lonely Nights. Till Tuesday. That name seems familiar. Yeah, Amy Mann. Ah, that's why. Voices carry, man. Oh, and I like voices carry, yeah. Hush, hush. Oh, Power Station. Some like it hot. See, that was better than Duran Duran, what Duran Duran was doing, their side project. Um, I know, I'm... Ooh, God damn it, hearts on there. <laughs> sound like you're personally offended. I kind of am. Who's Zooming Who by Aretha, too. Yeah, this is... Ooh, Night Ranger. Sentimental Street? Who knows that song? They must have been, like, riding the success of... Sister Christian somehow. So this Bruce Springsteen stuff, was this from the year before and it just stayed on? Yeah, it's from 84, was born in the USA. So, um, I mean, these might have even been released as singles in 85, you know. But, oh, okay, yeah. But actually, I don't think so. Um, oh, and at 100, we have Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton, a gross song about her vag. <laughs> I, uh, didn't, I, I didn't know about this song. I've never heard it. Did Prince think. write it? That would not be a surprise. Gonna, yeah. But no, he didn't. Or uh, did he? I don't know. It looks like it's a student. Oh, yeah, Prince wrote it. But okay. he, he wrote it under the name Alexander Nevermind. Oh, Prince. You're so wacky. Yeah, of I, course he wrote it. I didn't know uh, vaginas existed at that time. So that's a surprise to me. I most assuredly did. Um, Oh, better be good to me. Tina Turner, I missed that one. Didn't I? That was, yeah, that song makes me laugh. Um, was that what you just did? That Was that your REO Speedwagon impersonation? Yes, it was. Spot I'm on. Glad you recognize it. 
Um, yeah, and then a lot of these I just don't care. Oh, Be Near Me, ABC. That's like a, that's a totally 80s sounding song, but I loved it at the time. I had, this is uh, 10th grade, so 85 was, was like end of 9th and then beginning of 10th grade, and I had a, my high school girlfriend at the time um, was all into, you know, synthy stuff, and so Be Near Me reminds me of that, Howard Jones, Tears for Fears. Uh, yeah, this is, but, you know, really 85... It should be, uh, to me, it was more like R.E.M. and and the replacements and Husker Du and stuff like that, who obviously aren't going to make this list. But it's actually not a bad list for... No, this is, we've done this before, and we've had lists where the top ten songs, neither of us had any desire to listen to. And this time, I think top ten songs, there's lots of good ones on there. Yeah, on the other hand, you do have Heart immediately followed by David Lee Roth on this list, so it's also not perfect well every year is going to be terrible things but nothing not it's not all concentrated at the top and it's it's not the whole list so yeah that's true not a bad year it's um, it's interesting because it's definitely a year where there was a lot of of uh retro acts coming back and getting big numbers like yeah um, yeah heart chicago on there with the you're the inspiration and yeah i was thinking more along the lines of tina turner and Rita franklin oh yeah that's true too yeah and the Commodores, they're from a previous period, right? 70s, all the 70s into 80s, yeah. Lionel yeah. Richie took them over and just fucked them up. Turned them all sappy. Um, yeah, I don't know, whatever. You want to move on to uh, movies? Yeah, it's fine. I, it's just, you're so upset, but I hope you're happy with this list in, in just one spot. 1985, the number one movie. If you don't like that movie, I, I'm afraid for your... For your life. Wait, do I sound upset? It's all, it's all, you know, it's all my podcast persona. I don't really care. I'm afraid for your life if you don't like the number one movie of 1980. Oh, oh yeah, the number one movie, uh, Santa Claus the movie. Yeah, it's great. That's a that's the number one movie of all time. I'm talking about just simply 1980. Oh, Back to the Future. Yeah, of course I loved it back in that's the. That's good. I haven't rewatched it for a long time. Like it's another one of those. I'm scared. Like that's not going to hold up, is it? I, but, I I haven't watched either, but I. I, my memories are so like bright of it, I have to think it's going to be good. But we're going to get past this, but I just I just want to mention how good this movie is. And then before we get to the other top ten, which is, is, is jack full of, of sequels, and it's kind of shocking how many sequels are in the top ten. Well, oh yeah. Back, uh, you know, back in the day, I would have thought the same thing about uh, Pretty in Pink until we watch it recently. So that's why, you know, it, it, it scares me. Although... Wait, um, you watch you you rewatched Pretty in Pink? That was our previous episode. Uh, maybe in an alternative universe. Oh, that's right. Sixteen I'm Candles. In. I'm sorry. <laughs> watch Sixteen Candles. Molly Ringwald. It's you know, it's just Molly Ringwald. Whatever. They're John Hughes, Molly Ringwald. They're all the same. Uh, but then we have to go to well, our friend and and guest David just mentioned this on Facebook last night that he watched the number two movie. Uh, Rambo, First Blood Part Two. Never saw it. I don't think I ever will. Well, Sly made some money this year because the number three movie was Rocky Four. I don't know which one that was. I think it's maybe the Russian one. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was really getting into all this patriotic crap at this time. Um, but this is kind of like, this is where he probably made more money this year than any other year, but it's right when he drops off the cliff which is at least there's something that good that came out of it yeah that's true 
Um, yeah, two sequels from him. Um, in the top five. In the top three. Yeah. Uh, the Color Purple. I didn't really care for that movie when it came out. Never, I never saw it. Yeah. So. Eh. Um, never saw Out of Africa. Out of Africa. That's really high for that kind of movie. Hmm. Cocoon. Won't ever get old. You won't ever die. <laughs> I remember... I don't know, just enjoying that movie, but I don't know if it holds up. It oh, I does bet have it Steve Gutenberg. It was fun. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I remember uh, back then in, in 10th grade, me and some friends used... This is so fucking stupid, I don't even know why I'm saying it, but we used to mock that line and, and make it like, you won't ever get old, you won't ever find the square root of pi. <laughs> and you won't ever get old. You won't ever wear a brown suit with a blue tie. You just like shit like that all over. It's really dumb, but it, it gave us hours of pleasure. So, when you told that uh, young teacher those things that he say, that's poetry. What you're doing is poetry. Nah, he was ninth grade, man. This was tenth, so uh-huh. yeah, he was out of my life for good because I killed him. Uh, yeah, out of Africa and. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's surprising. Jewel of the Nile, another sequel. Sequel, um, Witness with Han Solo. The Goonies. I I watched this for the Love first the time recently. It uh-huh. does not hold up. I will that's tell you that. Too much. Bad. No. That's too bad. That's too bad. I don't really want to harm that image. But no, that was don't just don't I, don't rewatch I, it. Remember it as a really fun movie because it's. Did not. you watch it? I'm surprised you liked it at the age you watched it because no, you're no. a little too old for it. No, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I didn't oh, even this watch is a movie it until never recently. Saw. I think I think I might yeah. be able to watch it with and enjoy it in nostalgia shake because as a ten year old that was a perfect movie. It was made for that age. I don't know how I well obviously it's not good for adults, but I definitely don't think it would have been good for a for a teenager. 50, yeah, no, it it wasn't. Uh Spies Like Us. That's the remember when Chevy was a, Chase was bankable? Yeah, but that was a disappointing movie. I think that was near the end because that was like that was a bad movie. Yeah, that was the end of the run. Well, I don't know when Fletch came out. Fletch is a little bit further down the list, and that's a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, although when I made Viv watch it, she was like, "Eh." <laughs> um, Man, so- he's all over this list. We'll keep going, but Police Academy Two with Steve Gutenberg is next at number eleven, and then Fletch at number twelve. Yeah. The- oh man. Yeah, Police Academy. That was that was unfortunate that that became a thing. Um, a View to a Kill, Bond. You know what? Do you, those things are are. Which Bond is it? Can you tell by? Clicking I think it's on it? Timothy Dalton. Um, I don't think so. No, was it still first... Roger Moore? I think so. Right, yeah, hold on. I'm gonna be... I'm gonna find is out. It... Timothy Dalton's first one is Living Daylights from my made up imagination. Wait, why does this... This is ridiculous. When I click on it from this link that we're looking at, uh-huh. it's like, uh, actor, Christopher Walken. Thanks a lot. Ass, who played <laughs> Bond? Why Why is that the only... Roger Moore. It's Roger it was Moore. Roger Moore still. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Still Roger Moore, man. He was pretty leathery looking at that time, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are critique proof, you know? I mean, they're dumb, but, you know, you can't really... Uh, European Vacation... Don't really remember. I remember them going in a roundabout for hours. That's all I remember of that movie. I did not see that for when it came out. I saw it a couple of years later on video, probably about at age thirteen. And my strongest memory at the time is the boobs. Oh yeah, I don't see. Don't remember at all. There's uh, a scene in Germany with 
the fake Anthony Michael Hall and a, a German person. And it's not a, a, a an especially funny movie, but like I said, that's two Chevy Chases in the top 20. I Yeah, I do own that. No, that's three because Spies Like Us. Um, oh, right, yeah. I do own European Vacation only because it came on a Blu-ray with uh, Caddyshack and Blazing Saddles. Uh, and I mostly bought that just for Caddyshack. But, uh, you know, I figured, why only get one movie when I can get three? And two of which I probably won't ever watch. Mask. See, uh, Eric Stoltz gets fired from uh, Back to the Future, and he's like, well, fuck it, I guess maybe I'll just not show my actual face. And oh, I didn't know he was in that. I, I did, also didn't realize that Jim Carrey was so big so early. I thought it was much later. I Yeah, no, I know. Um, what, yeah, you remember his catchphrase, can you smell what the mask is cooking? Uh, yeah, crazy. The Breakfast Club, number 16. Surprise is so low, actually. Like, surprise is beneath European Vacation, although I guess that was a sequel, so. Definitely surprise is lower than Spies Like Us. Or Fletch. I mean, I'm not saying quality-wise, but Fletch was, like, an older person movie. I don't know. It's Kind of. I loved it, though. Oh, I did, yeah. So, I guess not. White Knights, I don't know what that is. I think it's Susan Sarandon. Pale Rider, same thing. Oh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. yeah. That's neat. It's Helen Mirren, White Knights. Oh. Wow. I th- yeah, I don't think I've seen much with younger Helen Mirren. No, me neither. And it won an Academy Award for oh, for original song, big deal. No, yeah. Say you, say me. Man, if you win original song, Oscar, you just keep it in the closet. Like, nobody's impressed by it when they see it on your mantle. They're like... That's, that's just patently untrue, because you can cover up the part where it says what you want it for. It's not like the Oscar's holding a... a uh, musical note it just looks like an oscar so if anyone says oh you want an oscar you say yep best picture yep oh that's true yeah yeah one best director mm-hmm. i don't remember that well or i guess Citizen you weren't Kane. watching that year yeah uh et oh et reissue i was like what the fuck but yeah et came out in like 82 or something so they roosters re- millions i i remember liking that movie it's Richard Pryor and and it's it's a remake of a, a, a depression era movie where Richard Pryor inherits a bunch of money but he only inherits it if he spends a bunch of money beforehand it's really ridiculous Whoa, yeah I probably saw it do you remember the toy that was kind of a really racist movie I don't I don't remember it that well I remember when it came out it was really hyped and then it just kind of disappeared yeah well yeah. Jackie Gleason was like some billionaire and his like shithead son once a human as a toy and that's Richard Pryor. So yeah, I, maybe it didn't come across that bad in the actual film. I don't remember, but just the premise is kind of, uh, I don't know, dodgy. Mm-hmm. Um, the jagged edge. I'm surprised that was so high. That was a Bill Murray. No, it wasn't. Never mind. I'm You're thinking, thinking of the razor's, razor's edge. edge. Yeah. That would not rate this high. Yeah. Jagged written, edge was Glenn close. Yeah. And written by Joe Hesterhouse. So, you know, it's good. The quality. Uh, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, and I like him. He's rarely in any movies, but I do like him. He is. He's got a very weird uh, presence, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, he was an alien, right? Yeah, is that the first one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Saint Elmo's Fire. God, what a piece of crap! Never saw it. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. God, what a piece of crap! Never Commando. Saw it. Arnold Schwarzenegger to make his his move. On Stallone, which I bet, like, by the next year, or at least a year after that, he'd completely overtaken Stallone. Um, Good year for Michael J. Fox. Yeah, well, 
money-wise at least, because Teen Wolf is 26. Um, I remember really liking Teen Wolf. And I really like the fact there's a guy in Teen Wolf, who, I have no idea, but the fat actor in Teen Wolf was also in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and he played similar parts, and I thought it was, it was neat that I could recognize an actor. <laughs> um, Silver, yeah. These are all, now we're getting into, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Silverado was a, a pretty good Western at a time when Westerns weren't being made anymore. And it was uh, Kasdan, and it was when Kevin Costner wasn't up his own ass. That's a pretty good movie from what I remember. Murphy's Romance has James Garner. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that one. And, uh, I, mean, I don't think Sally I saw Field. it, but yeah. I don't think I saw it either, but I, I I have to say, anything with James Garner must be good, so I, I should watch that someday. And Sally Field. I saw that Sally Field has a movie coming out this year directed by Michael Showalter. Or maybe it's already out. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's called uh, Boniva, Hello, My Name is Doris. Oh. And it's uh, he. she plays a... What is it? A... Uh, a, a woman who has low self-confidence and starts going to self-help seminars and uh, decides to ask a younger man out. Yeah. Well, Michael think, Walter, I might check it out. I think if it's Sally Field, that most people would just say yes, because no matter what age she is, she's awesome. Well, and she also does not look like an older woman. No. And she has not had work done, I don't think. she. Yeah. Um, Oh, The Last Dragon. This was the first DVD I bought when I got a DVD player because I loved The Last Dragon. I only got through about 10 minutes of it before I was like, oh, this is the worst piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, I didn't... Did you have anything to say about Desperately Seeking Susan? Uh, you know, I, yeah, at the time... Going back to Madonna. It got really, like, good reviews, and so I remember going to see it and thinking, oh, this is this is just mediocre. I don't, I don't get what the hype's about, but... I never saw it. Does it have Griffin Dunn in it? I cannot remember. It did have Rosanna Arquette, who was in After Hours with Griffin Dunn. Uh, maybe I'm but, putting it all together. Which was a way better movie than than this. Uh, all right, yeah. Oh, Pritzi's Honor had Stanley Tucci in it. The Tucci. Uh, Last Dragon never saw Agnes of God. Maybe we can stop. Yeah, I know. Fright early. Night. Well, Summer Rental, another John Candy movie. Yeah, and, he... He could not really get it together except for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. His movie career was was kind of disappointing. There was there was high points that I think didn't get... Well, this is not one of them. I mean, 30, 36th place isn't that bad for a comedy that probably cost like $2 million to make and they, they made 24 but whatever. He, he made a couple really dumb comedies that were actually funny that nobody really talks about. And then he made some dumb comedies that weren't funny at all, like Summer, Summer Rental and number 45 on this list volunteers, but uh, Uncle Buck was a funny movie. I, I, yeah, we were going to have to do that sometime, um, especially since the TV show's coming out, because um, I haven't seen it forever, so I don't remember. Uh, I do remember the Care Bears movie, though. See you. No. I didn't think that would be your kind of thing. Yeah, see, now you're getting down into, like, Porky's Revenge and yeah. oh, The Sure Thing, early John Keys. Hey, speaking of The Sure Thing, where the hell's Better Off Dead? That was 85. Wait, sure thing is Cusack isn't that Tom Cruise? Oh, it is. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, what's what's the isn't there a Tom Cruise movie with a similar risky business? Yeah, no, this was sure thing was him and Daphne Zuniga and some other people. Never saw that one. Oh, Real Genius was this year, and look how low that is. That one. I know, and Weird movie. Science kind of they kind of went together in my mind. Yeah, um, I think I've made that mistake with them. 
but I'm not sure. And there's After Hours. Wow, this is a After Hours is on here. Oh, good. That was a this really a excellent movie. Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah, and that's before Woody Allen was a scumbag. That's yeah. a good. Movie. I mean, that we knew of. Yeah. Oh, there's true. Better Off Dead at 82. Wow. <laughs> that's that was such a good movie. Brazil. Oh, one of my all-time favorites. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good year for movies. Uh, when you go down deep like this with Brazil and Better Off Dead, and what was the other one we said that was uh, just one of the guys? Classic. Of, of course. Uh, Mischief with uh, Mrs. John Travolta, Full Frontal. That's what I remember about that movie. Um, yeah, actually, not bad. Not a bad year. Uh, oh, this is bef- before Tom Hanks figured it out, starring in The Man, the Man with, with One, one Red, Red shoe. shoe. Yeah, he definitely hadn't. This is this is still, uh, you know, uh, fucking bosom buddies. He's trying to do that kind of shit still. Uh, I like how... Ghostbusters reissue is at 88 when Ghostbusters came out in 84. So why was it reissued so quickly? It, was it actually a reissue or was it just still in theaters? I wonder. A remo. Oh man. I'm, I'm, this is, this was like, I guess this is a prime time for me watching movies because I've seen a lot of this list. Remo Williams, the adventure begins where the entire movie is set up. Like this is going to be a series and we're going to have one of these come out every year and nothing ever became of it. I think it was Fred Ward starred in it. Yeah, because it was like The Adventure Begins or something, right? Was the yeah. subtitle? Yeah, yeah. Um, Clue, the same year. that, And that the way they did Clue, and I, I know it's kind of, now it is a, it, it's a cliche to, to make take something that's that's not really a movie and turn it into a movie, but with, with like Battleship and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, with all, all the stuff they do, they've turned into movies that don't necessarily need to be movies. But Clue's the same way, but I liked how they did Clue uh, with the multiple endings. And the casting is pretty interesting. So, anyway. Yeah, and and uh, well, and this also there were a lot of uh, like critically acclaimed movies that I didn't see that came out this year, like The Falcon and the Snowman, Kiss of the Spider Woman, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, not a bad year, I guess. No, it has it had kind of everything. Yeah, you got some good teen comedies. You got some good just non-teen comedies. Some good drama. Um, you have the stuff at the bottom that became bigger. Yeah, it's time like Brazil and yeah, better off dead. And you have all that bird, the first Sesame Street movie. Oh, that's right. It was an actual. It wasn't the Muppets. It was a Sesame Street movie. Uh, didn't see it. Um. All right. Yeah. So that's you know that's not a bad year actually. So far, eighty five's overall decent. Mm-hmm. But now we're gonna go into TV. So where it's not we'll gonna see how be that decent. holds up. No. All right. Top shows. Let's shake hands and agree not to talk about rapists. No. Rapists will get no... Yeah. No. What, so, this list... Uh, well, it's 20... What? It's the top 20... It's going to be the top 19 for us. So, at number one on our list, Family, family ties. ties. Michael J. Fox having a very good year. Yeah. And uh, another Tom Hanks. Remember Tom Hanks episode? Yeah, it's playing the drunk uncle. Drinking yeah. vanilla. Drink yeah, drinking vanilla from the cupboard. Oh. Oh, the eighties were they, they really got all the subtleties of, of uh social problems down. Um Murder She Wrote. Damn, I didn't know it was on that early. I think it must have lasted like twenty years. I think what's more amazing is that Angela Lansbury I mean we've talked about with the sixties, but she she was playing like a seventy or eighty year old person in 85 and i think she was in her 50s yeah Yeah. oh i know 
I like her. I liked Murder, She Wrote for what it was. I, uh, It holds up. Literally don't think I've ever watched a full episode. It's it's exactly what you think it is. So, And um, it has a good theme song. Oh, I thought that was that uh, I Want to Know What Love Is you were singing. Is that the, was that the theme song of Murder, She Wrote? Mm-hmm. Oh. 60 Minutes, another good theme song. They're minimalist. They were doing they were doing um, techno before techno. Yeah. Uh, cheers, cheers. Eighty five. Wow. Yeah, I think their first season they were a flop, and then they got all together and they were big. So this is probably like the second or third season. Uh, I don't. I, none of these shows do I love so far that we've hit. No. Uh, I mean, Cheers is probably the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas. Oh, I, I would watch Murder, She Wrote before most episodes of Cheers, but that's just me. Dallas, I wouldn't watch. No, Dallas, Dynasty, no. Uh, the Golden Girls, you know, beloved know. of Michael Morris and, and uh, our gay fans, but yeah, I don't I don't get it. I know Mitch Hurwitz wrote on it, but... Yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it's fine, but I don't feel like watching it. There is a new ice cream place in Philadelphia and it's, it's a spinoff chain from one in New York called big gay ice cream. And they have, Oh yeah. I know big gay ice cream in New York. Yeah. They have a golden girls theme to it. And I don't know. It's not especially good. The ice cream. Yeah. It's a, it's soft serve ice cream and they do funny things with it, but how, how good can you be with soft serve ice cream? And yeah. Not very, so it, it's, it's kind of a thematic restaurant that whose theme is, I don't know. It's, it just seemed kind of like a waste of time. I don't know what's gay about it. None of the workers seemed especially gay. So they're anyway. they're all unhappy. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're working in an ice cream shop. Yeah. That that soft ice cream, like it's just for kids, really, right? Like you know, like you, you go to Vegas and go to a buffet and you go to like the dessert area and they've got like all this decent stuff and then they have that shitty soft serve ice cream um, well i think people from uh, big gay ice cream would tell you that that ice cream at the buffet in vegas is this shit ice cream and our ice cream is better and i guess that's true i guess the ice cream there is better but it's still not as good as like you go to a gelato shop or an, a, another place that has good ice cream it's going to be better so, it's, so yeah i think it's like a degree yeah um miami vice another one like i didn't watch at the time i didn't i mean i, I, I watched a few episodes but I absolutely loved it. It was kind of style over substance, right? At the time, I didn't think so. It was exciting stories with fast cars and really fancy cars, and that. It, so it epitomized the '80s, basically. Yes, but I think I I watched it religiously, and then the the season finale was a two hour season finale, and I wasn't able to watch it. I asked my mom to tape it, and she taped it, and then. I don't know. It was summertime. I didn't have a chance to watch it and she taped over it and I was so upset. And then I was like, Oh, I can't watch it anymore. I don't know what happened. So I never watched (laughs) it again. (laughs) Thanks mom. Uh, yeah. Miami vice, um, Crockett and tubby. That guy wasn't even like overweight. It's kind of rude. They gave him that name racist, I guess more what it was. Who's the boss? He, he's the one that came up with the term EGOT, right? Or is that just a joke? Oh, I have no idea, man. I think he did. I think his his he he had like a a quote after Miami Vice ended. He's like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win them all. I'm gonna get the EGOT. Well, who like Philip Michael Anthony Thomas Hall? Whatever mm-hmm. His name was yeah. The EGOT. 
Wait, let's. You know what? I don't think he won any of them. You could call it like the Toge or the Goat. Like Egot's kind of, or the Oteg, or the Gatoi, or Egot. Oh, I, that's what it is. Never mind. Yeah, I guess that is the best. Who's the boss with uh, one of America's finest actors, Tony Danza? Apparently, there was a reality show I never watched where he was a high school teacher in a Philadelphia high school for a year. I don't know if it was any good. He, I liked Nightcore at the time. I'd like to see that, like him calling out the, the uh, students' names. Angela, Samantha, Mona, little stupid kid. So it's funny how all the kids in this high school have the same name as characters from Who's the Boss? The only way he would agree to do the show. Night Court, yeah, it was, <laughs> even at the time for me, it was like, eh, it's on. It's the it's where you can see Data without his makeup on. Oh, Brent Spiney. Really? He was on that show? Yeah, he had a, a recurring part as, like, once in a while. Some criminal or something? A poor family come in, and he was the father of the poor family. Oh. And then he decided, Obviously, fuck this, I'm going to be an android. Get out of this shithole, poverty, terrible family. Yeah, that's smart of him. When when light when your life turns to shit, go into space. That's what I always say. What? What were you gonna say? I forget. Oh, good. I was just letting you go on. Usually, you kind of peter yourself out. Yeah. If you know, in a manner of speaking. Um, Obviously, this list was made before cable TV because number 12 is the CBS Sunday Night Movie. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's weird that anybody ever watched those anyway because it was always movies from like seven years ago, you know, um, after it had gone to all the cable channels. And then it was like they were all highly edited. So what was the point? Uh, Highway to Heaven. I loved Highway to Heaven. Nope. Michael Landon, Victor French. Whoever this week's guest star happened to be, and what a heartwarming conclusion! Wait, was he like an angel or something? Is, was that the conceit of this? Yes, he was an angel, and somehow Victor French traveled the country, and they did things for people to help them. And once in a while, Michael Landon would get righteous anger, <laughs> righteously angry, and and use his angel powers to fuck shit up. Well, he did have angelic hair, so that was good casting. Kate Nally, I actually like that show. Yeah, I did. I don't. I this is this is one of those shows I don't think holds up. Oh, I'm sure it doesn't. Um, but you know, Jane Curtin, man. Uh, I had a crush on both the daughters. Mm-hmm. Chip was a little uh, fuckhead, as all children were on sitcoms back in the day. Um, Except and... for Wesley from Mr. Belvedere, who might have been a fuckhead, but he was awesome. Wesley. Can you change my diaper, Wesley? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about because sometimes uh, Mr. Belvedere comes on on like the retro channel after Newhart, and it is god awful, dude. Is it? I've I've not seen it since it was on, but I remember Wesley being cool. Uh, NFL Monday Night Football at number fifteen. I have to think that's higher than that nowadays. Yeah, I'm surprised it's so low. Um, I but bet maybe it was the... higher than that. No, sorry. Go ahead. I think that was probably higher than that, like in the 60s and not 60s, like the 70s and early 80s, because that had the Howard Cosell and it was more a part of the culture. At least I think so. I'm just surprised how low it is. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe Howard Cosell was out by this point. 
I, he, he either was out or irrelevant by by the eighties. Yeah. Oh man, everybody did a Howard Cosell impression back in the day too, including me. You want to hear it? Yes. Yo, this is Howard Cosell. Pretty good. I mean, that's all I got so far. Well, that's uh, that's all you need. I was transformed immediately to in front of the boob tube, as it were, with the little uh, antenna, and I saw like a football field. And I heard, one, hearing that put that all in my head. It was perfect. It was. I'm glad to bring your childhood back to you in any small way I can. Um, oh, New Heart, shit. Best on the list. There you go. It is the best on the list. By far. Um, then you got Knots Landing and Growing Pains. Uh, this is this Terrible. is. This, I guess this is a time where the nighttime soap operas hit because you got Dallas Dynasty, Knots Landing, all in the top twenty. Uh, and I, I think they still exist, but they are not as soapy as yeah like i guess those shonda rhyme shows would be called nighttime soap operas but they're not they're they're a different style so yeah definitely revenge same thing yeah well that's gone now i think well well uh, good riddance it's so sad i liked it so much that first season Mm -hmm. you again no idea what that is Uh, you again i watched and i liked it it starred and i'm sure it's god awful but it starred uh, jack klugman and john stamos as a father and son, and for some reason, it, you know, it would fit in right, right, really well with today's lineup. For some reason, John Stamos had to move in with his father. Oh, yeah. Well, that is the dream team. Clug and Stame. And then 227 rounds out the list. Marla Gibbs. And she, she was sassy, dude. And Jack A. Jack A, that's, that's the one word. Yeah, she was awesome. I like 227. I... I <laughs> I watched it. Jack Hay is, you know, as you know, who I want to play me in the uh, in the biopic mm-hmm. of Pop Culture Continuum. Oh, I thought of your life of, of I don't know who I want to play me. If you if you get Jack Hay, I don't know who I, I know. Can get. I kind of I kind of stole your thunder with that one. Um, all right, yeah, not a great year for TV, but overall. And and that's I mean I think that's always going to be the way when you're comparing modern TV to these old ones. TV is going to win for the current era, but the other stuff I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm thinking maybe not. But, I I don't know. I uh, yeah I don't know how many movies are going to be, but these of course are classics. They've they've lived through the test of time, but I just don't know about this year. But we'll see. Yeah, we will see in just a moment. Uh, you want to take a break and we'll come back with uh, 2015. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation The land of the Thracians And right back to the start It's gonna take some time and patience But all the best things Alright, we are back with 2015 Music. Music, and 
there's obviously not a top 100 for this year yet because the year's not over. Uh, except for the fiscal year. No, that's still not over either. Uh, fiscal except quarter. For one of them's over. The basketball year. No, that was last season. Yeah. Oh, Mayan. The Mayan calendar is over. Mayan, yeah, Mayan and the world has ended. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why we're bothering to do this, but it's still fun. Um, so we're just going to... Yeah, there's not 100. We're just looking at the Billboard Hot 100 archive for 2015, um, which just lists like the top song of each date, each week. Um, so there's the, not a lot of songs. There's listed. not, because some songs like took over entire months. Yeah, up to, Uptown Funk was from, unless I'm reading this list wrong, from January 17th to April 18th was number one. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, we talked about that on our best uh, music of the year so far. That song, it didn't make our list, but it is a good song, man. Yeah, it's great. I I am a Bruno Mars fan. I am a Mark I... Ronson fan, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it just works all over. It is, like... If you're going to have a number one song, that's a good number one song to have for that long. I don't think I know Mark Ronson. I, I just know Bruno Mars was on that song, and that's the first I've heard of him, and I just assumed he would be something I didn't like, but I did like him in that song. So. Yeah, Mark Ronson's more of a producer, but he's done some really great stuff. Um, I think he did. Uh, he worked with Amy Winehouse and stuff, and uh, yeah, he's. I've got every album that he's put out, and it's always you know other people singing and stuff, but really cool music. That's um, cool. Taylor Swift, Blank Space, uh, held the top spot for two weeks in January. And then America said, fuck you. We want the funk. Bring in the noise. Bring in the funk. That's what America said. I mean, America's been saying that for decades now. Ever since Savion Glover um, went off to his great reward. 9-11. R.I.P. He was one of the pilots. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. You know what I do? I've heard the this, the Taylor Swift song "Blank Space," but it doesn't it doesn't stick out for me in my head. So, um, like I said, I, there's nothing hateful about her music to me, and but also nothing uh, transcendent. And then and then we have uh, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth Puth Charlie. I have not heard this song. See you again. Me either. This is going to be really fun because we are not going to know any of this shit except for <laughs> uh, Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. Um, See you again. Taylor Swift featuring Kendrick Lamar. I like Kendrick Lamar. Bad Blood. Um, which I've also heard and which I'm also like, eh. Yeah. Um, and then, see, then you get Wiz Khalifa again. Uh, that song taken over. Like, it, it went from April 25th to May 30th. June 8th, Taylor Swift and Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar got it. And then it's back, uh, Wiz Khalifa, from June 13th to July 18th. Uh, then you've got... Uh, oh, actually, there's another one on here I know that I, that I just put on my most recent uh, Best Of disc, but not yet. Then you've got... I don't know. How would you say this? OMI? OMI? I don't know what they are. Is it like OMD? But there's like orchestral maneuvers in the uh, interim? With cheerleader, don't know it. Is I think it's the cover of the St. Vincent song. I would hope so. That would be fucking awesome. Dude, do you know that St. Vincent played a concert in L.A. with Erica Badu at the Hollywood Bowl, like, last weekend? Uh, 
And I didn't hear about it until way late, but I totally would have driven down and seen it, except it was sold out, of course. Wait, who's Erica Badu? Oh, you don't know? Uh, she was on 227. Oh, I know who that is. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that would have been an awesome-ass show, dude. And it was just a one-time thing? They're not doing yeah, any other Yeah, they're not touring together. together or anything. But I was like, that is such a weird idea, but that will totally work. Um, yeah. Super bummed I missed that. Come on, St. Vincent. Or Annie, as I like to call you. Uh, and then, okay, so then it just goes back and forth between that Oh My Song cheerleader. You know what? I'm going to bring it up on YouTube. Hopefully it won't play over this while we're doing it. But um, Which one? The cheerleader, OMI. Because um, I know what Wiz Khalifa sounds like. Let's see. YouTube. This is fun. It's clicking, people. Uh, OMI cheer. Come on, fill in, internet. Oh, I'm sorry. I you know I'm supposed to be filling in for things, but I no no I'm, no. I meant the internet fill it in when I'm typing it. Like what you know? Why do I have to do the whole goddamn thing? Just uh, you know. oh my cheerleader. Just think it. But um, I don't even see. Okay, here it is. Cheerleader. I, I keep seeing all these fucking uh, remixes, but not the original one. All right, you gotta tell me if you can hear this. God. So, so I, I I just put it on my computer and it it doesn't not sound like it's a a, a cover of the St. Vincent song. It sounds it sounds like the kind of thing that is very popular in other people's cars, but that I wouldn't like. There's uh, a lot well, of bass to it. I'm getting a Mexican uh, or a Spanish language Crest commercial. Okay, here we go. Okay, so far it's. Oh, I don't mind it actually. Uh, you know, I might listen. Is, did, are you listening to the Felix Jane re remix? No, I'm listening to just OMI cheerleader official video. That's why I was saying like okay. I found a bunch of uh, a bunch of remixes, but I want to hear this one. It's got kind of a uh, it's got kind of a mariachi horn thing going, and with a little bit of reggae. Yeah, this the official version is has a little less bass than the version I was listening to before. It's not bad. I have to say, not bad yeah. for a top ten hit. And then the weekend can't feel my face, which uh, I do know and which I like. I haven't listened to the latest CD yet, so. Oh yeah, it's it's good. It's very uh, he's got a very Michael Jacksonish voice on this song at least, um, and uh, it's just good, you know, R and B. I'm down with it. So uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about all this music stuff you know i like it's not bad for top top 40 shit yeah and it's hard i mean we're looking at singles and comparing them to albums and it's hard to do anything else nowadays but <clears throat> anyway that's what we did yeah uh yeah fuck it that's that's good enough uh movies movies oh wait let me get to my tab my movie tab okay here we go a lot more sequels this time well this is that's all they do now, right? Well, guaranteed yeah. money. But I mean, compared to then, even I think then I was surprised by how many. But now we have one, two, three. Oh, oh, wow! Inside Out is really high. Inside Out was the best, like not the best movie this year, but the best 
of that kind of like cartoon of for sure the animated movie of the year it was incredibly good and i didn't know it made more money than minions but i'm glad it did but it probably didn't overseas because minions is like nothing it's not language dependent like inside out inside out is kind of in-depth look at at things but anyway you should see inside out okay yeah it's i have not seen any of the top 10 or really the top 13 oh wait so the top 10 doesn't have mad max i'm surprised i thought that was pretty popular yeah, me too. Did it maybe come out? No, it didn't there, come out this 14. year. No, I, I know. I was thinking maybe it came out last year, but no, it didn't. It came out this year. Yeah, it was pretty May. popular for a while, but I guess just not big enough. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But our, I, I'm going to depend on you for a lot of these. So Jurassic World, did you see it? Yeah, it was good. It wasn't great. It had some unfortunate choices for the the lead the uh bryce howard or ron howard's bryce daughter howard yeah she was good in it but they just had her doing weird things that especially if you compare it to mad max it's like typical old school just uh you're just kind of there but you're not you're not really a protagonist exactly yeah uh, avengers age of, age of ultron was not as good as the original avengers it looked like Josh Whedon made a three-hour movie, but he could only have a two-and-a-half movie or two-and-a-half or two-fifteen movie come. I don't know how exactly how long it was, but whatever it was, there's an extra half hour in there that probably filled some pieces to make it a better movie. So it was just okay, and it had a very weird, again, on the on the feminist angle, a really weird scene uh, featuring Black Widow and and uh, the Incredible Hulk. Well, uh, Bruce Banner. What's his name? Mark uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo, and just weird, weirdly worded. I don't know if that was his intention, the way it's worded. It made it sound like her, her life was ruined by. Anyway, it was it was not a great scene, so it kind of hurt the movie. Yeah, we talked a little bit before about the Saturday Night Live skit with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, and I didn't see this movie, but yeah, it's. Anyway, it was it was good, and the and she is in most ways she's depicted well i think but in that scene she was just it made it seem like her life was over because she couldn't have kids and that was not i don't think that was his intention but that's the way it came across and it's too bad Uh, anyway not a great not a great movie but pretty good furious seven i didn't say so i don't have anything to say but i assume i won't like it because i don't really like car chase movies but who, who, who knows? They're say? they're making better action movies nowadays. I have to say. I, yeah, but when the movie's in, a soul's intention is like driving, I don't think. Yeah, it's, no, I know, I know. What you well, mean. that's. I I love Mad Max, so maybe I'm wrong. Inside Out, a terrific movie. It's it's funny. It's sweet. It'll make you cry. It has great performances by all the voice actors. I I yeah. This is of everything on this list. This is the one that you should see. There's lots of good movies on here, I'm sure, but this I think is like the best blockbuster of the summer it's, it's a the lot only of, one i want to see really of the, i i, I want to see mission impossible because i heard good things about it and it had i forget who the director christopher oh i don't know why i have heard good things about him what 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 about him but anyway i've heard good things about that like uh, a couple reviews compared to mad max and said this was a good summer for action movies because much like mad max mission impossible uh like push the boundaries of what an action movie can do. So yeah, I've heard the same. So I, I've never seen any of the mission impossible movies, but I, I will, I wouldn't mind seeing this one because the one before this was good too. Brad Bird directed it. I do feel like they've really, uh, they've really figured it out. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max, it was the perfect example. And then, uh, also, uh, oh, fuck. What was the one I recommended with Keanu Reeves? Uh, oh, yeah, John that's... Wick. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, Anyway, yeah, Cinderella. 
What the, oh, Minions. Yeah, that's not our thing. You didn't watch it, did you? No, I, I watched the first one that had Steve Carell played the lead character, and it was pretty funny, and the, the Minions are very cute, but yeah, I didn't have any. Sandra Bullock's in it. I don't know. It, it looked like the trailer pretty much gave the whole movie away, so I, no, I didn't see that. Um, What's Cinderella, the Cinderella, what, Cinderella, dude? Cinderella? What is Cinderella? Oh, that came... I didn't even know that came out. Look who who, look who directed Cinderella. What the heck is going on in, is in the world that I've never even heard of this movie? Kenneth Branagh. So, no, I didn't see this, obviously. Kate Blanchett, Helena Bonham Carter. Weird. Yeah, great cast. Weird. Yeah, didn't even know about it. Uh, no. Pitch Perfect 2, I did not see. No, but I, I'm glad it made a lot of money because it, it's directed by Catherine Banks. Is that her name? Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, she's neat. She's a funny actress, and it's nice that she's able to go to the other side of Elizabeth Banks and other side of the camera and have a hit. Right, Elizabeth first. Banks. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I saw the first one and it was fine. Like it's not, it? you know, it's it, it's what it is. It's not terrible. But um, it's nice. I mean, top ten movie for. Uh, yeah, you know, no, I agree. I, I'm with you on that. So anyway, I'll I'll see both those movies at some point. Yeah. We talked about Mission Impossible Home I didn't see. No, it's, it's an a animated movie. Yeah, animated. Uh Jim Parsons. Ant Man I didn't see. Uh Viv went camping uh with her family a few weeks ago. I did not go because I don't camp. Uh but they showed Ant Man there at the at the campground and uh she was not impressed. I liked it. I love Paul Rudd, so... Well, helped. so do we, yeah. That's why she she was doubly surprised that she wasn't impressed, I guess. But I, I don't want to cause discord in your marriage or your relationship, but if she's going camping where they're showing movies, I think she's having an affair at, at some resort in Las Vegas. Probably. Just to let you know. Um, yeah, she probably just watched Ant-Man on the, on the you know, in-house movie system. Um. Fifty Sheets of Grey. It seems like that came out ages ago, but it was this year. I know. I think. I mean, I'm. I think it was one that like everybody went to see the first weekend, and then that was it. But like everybody went to see it the first weekend. Um, I did. Yeah, I. I have no interest. No. Although uh, we were, we were gonna. I mean, we've been talking about it since we started the show about doing an episode on the book Fifty Shades of Grey versus uh, Fear of Flying. And yes. Maybe if there's a movie of Fear of Flying, we'd just do the movies because I, I don't know that I'm ever going to get through the books. Uh, the book, the Fear of Flying, is supposed to be great, so I should read that and then yeah. force my way through Fifty Shades of Grey because it must be an easy read if nothing else. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and that's true, and and they are both written by women, so that fits our our whole thing we're doing. So. Yeah, maybe we maybe we should. I just I it's so hard to get myself hyped up to read Fifty Shades of Grey, but like you said, I'd probably read it in like two days. The only reason I don't want to do it is because I, I might find myself masturbating on the train. Well, I mean that's really you should be used to that at this point. No, no, I mean I'll I'll notice that I'm doing it when I'm reading a book I'm really into. I can masturbate and no one even knows what I'm doing. Well, I don't know if they know, but I don't notice because I'm so engaged in my book. Yeah. But if I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, oh, what the hell? This book isn't very good, so I notice what I'm doing. So, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe maybe uh maybe the best idea is just to read it on the toilet. Mm, good plan. Um, your your boy SpongeBob comes in at number twelve. I didn't see that. Really. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. Obviously, San Andreas didn't see another disaster no. movie. Those aren't my thing. Mad Max: Fury Road, number fourteen, uh, should have been way higher. 
but we've already talked done a whole episode of that. Still haven't seen Straight Outta Compton. I don't have much desire to see it. I don't. I I was never really into them, and I don't like that their their stories kind of being, you know, whitewashed. I didn't want to use that term, but yeah. Well, yeah, not in a racist way, but it's it's. Yeah, I I didn't mean it, you know, racially. No, I know. But I yeah, know. like, yeah, some some harsh shit is being glossed over. Glossed over. Yeah, and that wouldn't happen if they weren't the producers, I imagine. But anyway, it, it's getting good reviews. I, I maybe I'll see it sometime, but I don't really care that much about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm interested in it just uh, as a, for the the culture and seeing how they portray the time and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Never a huge fan of gangster rap, um, although I did really like fuck the police i thought it was a great song um the divergent series in what the fuck wait is that that what's her name that chick who eats like uh wood chips and stuff yeah shailene uh woodley <laughs> she eats wood chips i don't know she's always talking about what some kind of weird diet she uh, follows that? and stuff some hippie thing uh yeah didn't i i'm surprised because i thought the first one didn't do well but uh, I guess this is, or is this the first one? I don't think this is the first one. Yeah, I think I. That's weird, but I guess it's based on a book or something, so they're gonna keep making them. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, they might made movies based on books, and the first one flopped, and they didn't keep going. Like the uh, His Dark Materials series, they did the first one, and didn't keep going. So maybe it made just enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service, I heard, is a good action movie, but I don't really know anything about it. Based on a comic book, Matthew Vaughn directed, and I don't know if he writes, but he he's the same guy who turned Kick-Ass into a better movie than comic book, so it's probably good. Same writer, too, for the comic book is, uh, I forget his name, he's kind of annoying, Mark Millar. He gets oh, yeah. hyper-violent. And... Right, right. Anyway, next is Spy. Spy I and Trainwreck. Uh, yeah, two comedies, getting a lot of women comedies nowadays, which is good. Yeah, uh, Trainwreck look good, too. Yeah, both of these, I want to say. Yeah, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the Broad City movie, or at least at least uh, Abby and Alana to do a movie together. It doesn't have to necessarily yeah. be Broad City. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen either, but I will see them. Like they're they don't really seem like movies you have to see in the theater. Um, Tomorrowland, I heard terrible things about. Viv said Viv said I would like it. Viv did. Yeah. Wait, Viv didn't see Tomorrowland. I don't know. I don't know that she did, but she did say I would like it. Oh, yeah, she's probably right. I think Matt Wilkie, uh, past guest, liked it. Yeah, he so, has similar tastes. So yeah. I, I, I'll probably see it eventually. Get Hard. That was Get Hard. What the fuck? Kevin is... Hart and Will Ferrell. Oh God, yeah, no, that couldn't have been good. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's like a bunch of prison rape jokes, right? I hope not. I, I have to think it is. Um. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, I, I can't keep track of these. I don't know when these come this, out. Who's in them? I don't know anything about them. This got not very good reviews from from fans and from outside Critics. people. Yeah, it it relied a little too heavily from what I understand. I didn't see it. it. Relied a little too heavily of understanding of the previous movies to kind of get what was going on on like Jurassic World, where you could walk, you could go in and see it, not knowing anything about Jurassic Park, and like it. But also, you got a little deeper. Not understanding, but like they're inside jokes if you'd seen the, the previous movies for Jurassic. But Ter- Terminator kind of relied on the other movies, but they did interesting CGI stuff where they had a a they took stuff from the original Terminator. So there is a young Arnold in this movie interacting. But I didn't 
I didn't yeah. really have much desire. Taken three, I loved Liam Neeson. I like that he has become an action star. I'm fascinated by this, yeah. This uh, series. This series. I, I don't want to watch them, but I'm like, yeah, good for you, man. I watched the first one and liked it, and I not liked it. It was okay. The second one was kind of terrible, but I'll probably watch this to see what it's like. Ted 2. Uh, no uh, thanks. Yeah. We are not fans of uh, Seth MacFarlane. Um, Paddington, surprising. I didn't hear much about that, so... Oh, I, mean, looked, I saw the previews, but I didn't yeah. hear much critical response to it. I think it was one of those deals where it, it came out with like such, like bad word of mouth before it was even out from those previews, and then things didn't help when it came out. So oh. it didn't look too good. Pixels, same story. Yeah, I can't believe that's that high, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that had such bad advanced word of mouth, and then after it came out, such bad word of mouth. But, you know, the type of people who want to watch that movie aren't listening to that shit i guess yeah um, paul blart mall blart poo same story yeah actually uh, i don't think i heard anything good or bad about that before it came out it just kind of nope. came out yeah i don't know anything i mean it's just not our thing um all right yeah now we're, we're just kind of getting into i don't know magic mike xxl i saw magic mike it was it was all right uh is this the second or third one? Second. okay uh, no i never saw the first one you yeah, know the wedding ringer vacation i heard was just terrible. The Wedding Ringer. Oh, that was that movie. Yeah. More Kevin Hart. Josh Gad, who I, I cracks me up. Never in anything good, but he always makes me laugh. <laughs> well, they, now we have the ones that have also gotten really slammed. Vacation and Fantastic Four. Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is really the end of the line. Man from Uncle Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Your I'm favorite. Not, I'm not... Oh, the Duff I heard great things about. I think that's probably going to be one of those movies that Wait, is the Duff with Anne? From yes. Arrested Development. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Um, uh, she's still playing a high school student. Can't get away from it. Entourage. I, I can't believe. <laughs> uh, oh my God, that got. It's just funny hearing people talk about that. Like, people just mock it. Like they're not even mad at it. Really, it's just like. Well, yeah, it's just so weird. X Echo Max X Machina movie that you liked up until for. near the end. Yeah. I like the, the first half, maybe, and then it just really, yeah. I'm just looking for, oh, Mr. Holmes. Good movie. I just saw that this week. I was thinking that might be a recommendation. Not too late now. Oh, shit. we got to do recommendations. Yeah, i got to think on that. American Ultra. Um, that I thought was going to be good, but apparently it came out and didn't make much money. And the director went on Twitter and just ripped into American moviegoers for not liking his movie. I don't even know what it is, man. It's... Uh, What's his name? The guy from Social Network plays a... a, a Jesse Eisenberg? A, Jesse Eisenberg is like a stoner who happens to be a sleeper agent. And oh. he hears the code word and becomes a spy. Huh. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Adam Scott finally in a starring role he's always desired and it... Flung, flung. Yeah, I, I heard it was terrible. I didn't even know Walk, walk in the Woods it was a thing. So it's still, I mean, it's low, but it's still, it just came out this weekend, so it doesn't mean what it's going to make, but I didn't know they made a movie out of it. I like the book. I don't know what it is, man. It's a, a book by Bill Bryson where they, he oh, walks Oh, yes, out. I do know what it is then. Okay. Oh, that's weird. And it's uh, starring Robert Redford and Nick Nolte. Huh. All right. Yeah, I think we're, you know. Yeah. I, I think we're I just done. Like, I just like looking at these bottom movies because some of them are flops and some of them are just indie releases and it's interesting to see which is which. Yeah. As you go to the, the bottom. Uh, excuse me. Um, All right. Uh, TV. 
God damn it, I'm going to scroll down for this one. See, here you go. Number one, NBC Sunday Night Football. I guess a part of that, this is this listing is all network, so maybe more people watch football, but then they, this, I mean, the same amount of people are watching football than before, but not as many people are watching regular TV shows. So, by nature of cable existing, it puts football pushes football towards the top. Yeah, I think so, and I mean, Since. I I just think with the cable shows, the networks are still going to be the highest rated anyway, because just because they're so easy and a lot of people don't have cable. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, we can. I think we can skip all the sports shit. Um, yeah, I'm just but, I'm just commenting on how it's higher than it used to be. I mean, there's two, there's two separate show, football shows that are on here, and there's a there's a. It's weird why anybody watches. I mean, I I like sports more than you. I'll watch a football game now and then again, but I will never ever watch the the pregame show. So I don't understand why anyone would watch it. And further, I really don't understand why this many people would watch it. But maybe that includes like bars who have it on. I don't know. Yeah, there. God, there's nothing I'd rather not hear than uh people talking about sports on tv <laughs> it's the worst um but surprise here's a surprise so the number one non uh football reality the number one scripted show for the season empire by a lot yeah it's number one by a lot and it's I, unbelievable i haven't seen it i haven't either but uh past guest of the show miriam told me i should watch it so maybe i will i mean i think it's I think it's pretty, you know, cheesy and stuff, but I, it looked like I would enjoy it. But by the time I thought that it was like four episodes in, yeah. I couldn't find a way to you catch up. It. Yeah. I, and I love, I can't pronounce her name, but I always, uh, Tara, Tara, Taraji P. P Henson. Yeah. I love her. Why don't you marry her? Is that she sounded available? like Buffalo Bill from, uh, Science of the Lambs. What'd you say? Is she available? I mean, I think you got to check with her agent, dude. But um, if she returns my calls, it's in. You're invited. Destination right. wedding. I don't get this. The Big Bang Theory, right next. They must course. show it at two different times. Yeah, because it gets monster ratings both times. That's crazy. Yeah, America, you disappoint me, as you always do. And you always will. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Uh, Modern Family, it's fine. Scandal, okay. The Voice. So American Idol is not a big hit anymore. I don't think so. I think they are are there it stopping is. it. It's further down. Um, yeah. Nope. The voice has taken over. Uh, then you got How to Get Away with Murder, which I don't think I'll watch again. Nope. It. I just petered out on it. Like I started, and then I was like, hey, you know what? I don't really care. Yeah. I think I think it's 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 like Miami Vice style over substance. It's part of it. Yeah, this is this is not a great list, actually. Uh, no, no, uh, Grey's Anatomy seemed uh, oh blacklist. I like the blacklist. Haven't seen it. I mean, I saw the first episode when we did it for the thing, but I I hadn't haven't kept up. Once upon a time, I like a lot. I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't watch the end of last season, so I have a lot on Netflix to catch up on. But I I enjoy it. It's kind of light. Yeah, I'm it, surprised it's up that high. That's what I was gonna say. I'm shocked that it's above twenty. It's yeah. Family Guy is higher than I would expect. Too Family Guy is the second highest Fox show. Yeah, yeah. Here's where you get into a run of just straight up. Oh shit. my God, Scorpion is this? Yeah, yeah. I, Two and a Half Men. I can't complain about. It was a final season, so people are watching, to, curious to see what they do for a final season. So I'm not going to complain about that. But Scorpion should not be that high, it and should. The Bachelor should not be that high, and Survivor should not be that high. No, I mean Scorpion shouldn't even be a thing that exists. Yeah. Uh, Mom is. Blackish just can't it, it doesn't do it for me, man. 
Uh, Under the Dome, which I haven't seen, but I know a lot of people hate watch. Oh, it's it's a terrible show, and it just got canceled, so I'm surprised it's this high on the list. So I don't know wh- what kind of calculations they do to uh, figure out whether or not to keep a show in the air. And uh, NCIS is after Under the Dome, but then there's Gotham. And you got to see there's a, a preview for next season's Gotham. It was a terrible show last season. I actually stopped watching it. I did too, yeah. And the preview for next season makes it look about three million times worse. So that's oh, too bad. Oh, shit. And then there's the Goldbergs, which is it's King of Queens. Yep, King of Queens. Uh, um, the Odd Couple, we did an episode on it. Not good. Yeah, NCIS New Orleans. Wow, Marvel Agents of Shield's really low, huh? Yeah, it doesn't get as good numbers as they want, but hopefully it stays on the air anyway. Well, it beat out two broke girls, so that's something. Last Man on Earth, pretty good. It it started off strong, kind of Dipped. went in the middle, and then at the end it came out, it ended strong. So I look forward to what they're going to do the second season. Another American Hustle, so that's more, more than one night a week. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they got to have the, the singing portion and then the results show so uh well chicago fire never saw the simpsons i catch it once in a while it's better than it was in that middle period it's still worth watching once like i do once in a while it makes me laugh so i'm glad to see that this this weirdo creation from 25 30 years ago is still getting good ratings and i find that amazing yeah mike and molly nope uh middle's fun middle middle is king of queens again to me yeah Um, yeah brooklyn nine nine Yay! I'm glad it's in the top 100. Yeah. Maybe it'll stay on. I wish it was much higher because it is the funniest show on network TV. Yeah. Speaking of network TV, did you know that uh, Samantha B has a talk show coming? No. She's going to be on after uh, Conan on TBS. It's called Full Frontal. Oh, that's good. Finally. They're getting the... Yeah. Uh... And they're they're emphasizing the fact that she's the only woman. Like, all the ads. Yeah. Well, they should. I mean, well, and I'm because who Joan Rivers was the last one, right? Uh, that was yeah. in the fucking oh, 80s, man. What's her name? Chelsea Handler had a E show. That oh, was... that's true. E. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know. I I don't really care for her, so I didn't really watch it. I didn't know if it was a what kind of show it really was. But and she has a show coming to Netflix. But I don't like like you. I don't find her especially funny. No. Um, but I do find Samantha B really funny. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that show looks like. And I think she has a a a different sensibility than everybody else he's a lot much raunchier which should be fun and, and not in a uncomfortable way well look brooklyn 99 tied in the ratings with the apprentice so by that logic i think uh you could have uh andre brower run for president oh i was gonna say president sandberg well, either one i would prefer and just the i don't know do you know who the new cast casting announcement for brooklyn 99 did you hear that no. Oh, do you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. Okay, I can't remember his name. Bill Hader, is that his name? The guy from Saturday Night Live with the glasses? He oh, yeah. Stefan. Stefan, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's that's gonna, awesome. He's going to be the new, like, lieutenant or whatever. Yeah, he's funny as hell. That'll be great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The Apprentice, nope. Secrets and Lies, isn't it? The movie with, uh... Yeah, that's I what I thought. I don't know that as a TV show, or do I? I don't know what it is, dude, uh, so I can't comment. Oh, that's that one. I think it's – I tried to watch it, and it was terrible. That's okay. all I have to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the one – oh, God. That was uncomfortable to watch. The The guy's uh, daughter's murdered, and the entire town thinks it's him, including the detective, Juliet Lewis, and it's – yeah. Oh, Ryan, yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw one of those, too. Yeah, nope. 
Uh, another Big Bang Theory. It's, it's good to see that they like to go out throughout the group. Uh, Stalker. Stalker is, uh, I'm not sure if that's even staying on. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Parenthood, I think, is gone now, right? I don't know what's going on with my phone, but I just thought I asked it to turn on. I think maybe my phone is called Stalker. Parenthood, yeah, this was the last season of Parenthood. Um, elementary, elementary, you like. I didn't. Yep. It didn't do much for me. Uh, fresh off the boat, not bad. It's another, you know, it's all right. I don't I, th- I think that I put that. Well, I only watched a little one episode, and I put it a little bit below King of Queens. Like, yeah. Uh, Marvel Agent Carter, that's gone. All right, we're getting. That's down. too bad. It's so low. That was really good. It was it was a period piece, and they did a good job of staying in the period. And it had a uh, Agent Carter is is Captain America's girlfriend, basically, and she's the star of the show, and she plays a really powerful, fun character. And it's it's too bad that it's not higher on the list because it was a, it's basically a miniseries, and it was well done. So yeah. Uh, Person of Interest, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting down. Uh, Sleepy yeah. Hollow did not perform well this season, but it wasn't very good this season. No, and it's not going to be any better. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Really, how did it get such low ratings? It's it's crazy. Like, I, I don't, don't understand. Know. You get in your own headspace, and you're like, oh, this is like great, so everybody loves this. But uh. I think a lot of it had to do with what it was going against, because I think it was on Thursday nights against... Big Bang not, and all those. Yeah. yeah. It was, maybe it was Big Bang Theory, or maybe it was what came after, or maybe it was too... What's the name of that show? Uh, two Broke Girls. No, no, the 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 Charlie sh- two half two and a half men. Oh yeah. yeah. So I just think it was it was the competition. But anyway, yeah, I guess these are all. It's funny because you get down here and some of these shows stayed on the air and some of them didn't. So I don't know. I guess the guy that one website knows why. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone to that one. The 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 sh- it predicts whether a show is going to stay on the air or not. Oh no, I know what you're talking about though. Give you by the numbers. Ever, yeah. It's a pretty um, interesting, but the guy gets it right more often than he doesn't, and it's not just about ratings. It's about like who owns the show, how long has it been on, and everything. So it's interesting. Like Mysteries of Laura is still on, even though it has terrible ratings. You get the you get the first CW show down uh, at number ninety, Flash. That was a really popular show. I'm I'm surprised by how popular Flash is because people talk about it. All the time, and it's it's funny that it's a popular show and it's so low. But I guess that has, some, has something to do with CW is like on UHF, so they don't have as much of a reach yeah. as, as the other channels. But still, that that was that was much more popular than the comic book show that already existed on the same network. So it's it's and then I think if the way these movies go, these DC movies go, it's going to remain the most popular DC DC property because the movies look like they're going to suck. Yeah, yeah, they will. And for some reason, DC decided that they want two different universes. They want, and they want their movies to be one thing and the TV shows to be another thing, which is stupid because they could build on the popularity of the TV shows by using the characters in the movies. Like but Marvel's they don't, trying to do, yeah. Yeah, it's stupid, but that's what they want to do. So they've already casted another person as Flash. So all these people who are super fans, because Flash seems to have a, a large fan base as far as comic book TV shows. All the people who are fans of the TV Flash are going to have to figure out well, why there's, is there a different person in the movie? But we're comic book fans are stupid, so we won't be able to figure it out. Anyway, Bob's Burgers, 95. Yeah, it's, it's, that's really, like it came in, well, it tied with Backstrom. But yeah, it's another one where I'm like, doesn't everybody watch this show? I guess it's a cult hit more than anything. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Selfie, uh, which I liked. I was sh- kind of shocked at the low ratings on that. Um but Mysteries of Laura is at 106, so yeah, I, I don't get it. 
Um, then you get Arrow. Where is iZombie, dude? I think you did passed. it make the list. It's on the list. Maybe oh, uh, I did see. It. I don't remember. Oh, 132. Okay. So not bad for the CW. No. Uh, yeah, this is. Wow. Yeah, I think if we could get one that included cable shows, but. Well, the cable shows would be. They're not going to oh, have you know, the high ratings. The, the, we were looking at just 1849. What? The We were looking at the audience of people between 18 and 49. Oh, I see. Well, even so. The second list is total viewers. Oh. But okay, it's not well, much different. Empire yeah. is not. Empire is. Big Bang Theory is the number one show. Empire is number five. Okay. Big Bang Theory is number one right before behind the, the football show so it's a little bit different but not not enough to explain things like scorpions even more popular on this list doesn't make any sense oh my god person of interest is really popular you're right about cbs being an old person channel oh i know dude it, i had no idea anyway person of interest is shouldn't be especially interesting to old people because it's a very well-written science fiction show but it's higher on the list than the other list mom is a little bit lower but yeah the list isn't much different it still doesn't make some of the choices don't make any sense to me like why things are getting canceled yeah and some of the choices of why something's popular doesn't make any sense to me but whatever well yeah it's kind of a wash i guess for tv i'm i guess hbo actually hbo doesn't they don't have ratings because they're not part right. of that so it's it's more about uh how many people are going to pay yeah yeah uh oh yeah i finished that uh show me a hero really good I, doubly recommend it now that i've seen it all anyway uh yeah that'll do it what, what do you say I, man what do you fun. say what wins oh that's that's <laughs> tough we're just comparing network tv well we, oh tv uh, today's tv is definitely better yeah there's only one show on that list that's there's no dramas that are any good and i don't think i think i think press of interest specifically has a, a is a, a show that will age well and i don't know what else if there's other dramas i liked on here but that specifically, I think, will age well, but the Modern Family will age pretty well. Yeah, well, all, all the good dramas are on cable. That's that's what the deal is with that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The, there's there's a couple like comic book dramas that are good. But I think they're better than anything on the top TV shows from the, the, the 1985. The 85, yeah. But just just thinking about sitcoms, even the sitcoms that are just at uh, King and Queens level are better than almost the entire list aside from from uh, Newhart. Yeah. No, and I agree. Newhart isn't nearly as good as Parks and Rec or Brooklyn. No, no. Yeah, I mean it's close, but it's it's not as good. No. So I no, agree. I I would, yeah. Today TV wins. Movies, I think it's a little bit closer. Yeah, I think so too. It's actually a lot closer. I think maybe eighty five. It might win it. Yeah. Five wins on the back of Back to the Future because that's so good. And Inside Out is is probably better than Back to the Future, but it does. There's not everything around it is so crappy. Like yeah. There's a lot of crap on this list that I just don't didn't like. I mean, there's yeah, it's it's close because there's crap on the 85 list too. I think I think 85 edges it out. Yeah, I think it's close. And then music wise, I don't know. It's, it's a wash too. Yeah, I, there's a lot of good stuff from 85 even on the the top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's you know the stuff this year is actually not not terrible, but but just based on TV, 2015 is better. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, 85. Good uh, luck in the future. Yep. You're resigned to the dustbin of history. Okay. Uh, well, I guess it's time for recommendations. I have, I think I'll save my 
recommendation I mentioned during the show for another another episode. Yeah. So today I will recommend Wet Hot American Summer. Oh yeah, it's fucking funny. It, the movie I don't like that much. It's Me funny. Either. It's weird. Yeah, I'm the same. The it's just like yeah, it's just kind of stupid. It's okay, but the the TV show is incredibly funny. And it's and it's one thing that's really amazing about the movie is the fact that this was 2001, and pretty much the entire cast went on to do awesome, amazing things. things. Yeah, and it's it's not like they were semi-famous at the time. They were all nobodies. Like Amy Poehler had just started Saturday Night Live, and I don't even know if she, when she was filming this, I don't even think she had started Saturday Night Live yet. And Bradley Cooper wasn't even close to being a star yet. And uh, Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd. Was, oh Paul Rudd had done Clueless so he was probably more famous than the other people but and, still and Friends maybe at that point yeah. but yeah still and it's just an amazing cast even the guy from CSI I don't think he'd done uh, what's his name I don't even know his real name uh, the the cook oh wait uh, yeah fuck what is his name now I'm blanking yeah but he was you know he's uh he's Law and Order uh, SVU yeah 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 oh we are not 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 S what did I say? CSI. Yeah. Christopher Maloney. Yeah, I don't think Maloney. been in much before that. So it's just, but anyway, even if they, they had been, they're pretty funny in the movie. They're not, I mean, oh no, he had been, he was in 12 monkeys. Wow. Um, oh, he probably played a bit part in that. I'm imagining, um, but they're pretty funny in the movie, but the movie just doesn't hold it together. But the TV show, it's amazing. Every episode, I haven't watched every episode, yet, but, finished episode either, but yeah, I've watched has been really, really funny and just great stuff. And they, they've, Put it in. I've 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 seen a few new uh, famous people like um, Jason Schwartzman's in it now for and Lake Bell's in it and they're playing funny parts and it's just it's of similar uh, humor to what the movie was and similar to Children's Hospital because David Wayne's involved in both and it's great stuff. Yep, so that's uh, my recommendation. I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to recommend, uh, even though I just started watching it, uh, Mr. Robot. Which is is on... it so? Can you find that streaming? <sighs> you no, not legally. Couch TV. Okay. You can. Um, they do actually on the USA site. They have like the most recent episode streaming. But yeah, if you want to start at the beginning, no, you you can't. It's a shame because I saw ads for it and I said I want to watch that show and I was like, oh, it's probably stupid. All those summertime shows are stupid, but now everybody's talking about it and I would like to see it. But you've seen the first few episodes and liked it. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I think I'm hoping it will. Uh, even get better from like from what I hear it does so yeah I'm gonna I'll recommend that um, it's cool and uh, right to us oh, oh you more. know what can I can I uh, can I do something self-serving can I recommend my uh, my blog to people yes yes it's very good I've read it my my blog on uh, dealing with depression it's uh showing the cracks showing the cracks dot wordpress dot com okay that's that Okay. Let's see how high you come on a Google search. Oh, my name? It's, it's probably like John Elliott. Uh, I don't know. Muffler repair in Brighton, I guess, England. I guess showing the cracks is a little bit too common of a phrase. I, I actually thought it would show up in the first Google search, but showing the cracks oh, is no, a common phrase. I, I Never mind. It, I have not gotten nearly enough views to be showing up in Google very high. Um, okay. Yeah, let's do the thing. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to be on the show. And we have a future guest soon, which is exciting. If you'd like to be on the show, if you have a comment about us, if you hate us greatly, or if you love us even more greatly, uh, write to us there. If you'd like to, uh, oh, 
befriend us on Facebook or like us on Facebook and rate us highly on iTunes. But most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, possibly next week we're going to have a guest. Uh, we don't know which, which episode, actually, they're going to come on. But, you know, we'll do our thing like we usually do. Uh, so, until then, 1985 rules. Goodbye, everybody. 2015 is even better. Goodbye. Like love is fine